Welcome to the Giving Gifts Podcast, a space for real people to share real stories as they navigate how to use their gifts in this world. I have been imagining this episode for months and I'm so excited to share it because Guadalupe's story and gifts are so incredibly special and played a huge role in making Celebrate a possibility. I actually want to back up a little to share a cool connection with Guadalupe that happened before I even moved here. The first trip I made to scout out living in Ensenada, I stayed with the Garcia family, a family who I've known for years. And prior to visiting, I had asked Karen what her thoughts were on me moving to Ensenada. She told me she loved the idea that Ensenada was growing with creativity and innovation and that resilience is valued here. And those words were really powerful at that moment because those were things I felt to be lacking in the community that I was in. That first drive, I felt so nervous, mostly because I was conditioned to feel nervous about driving alone as a female in Mexico. And as I approached the Garcia's house, literally on the same street that they live on, I saw this beautiful mural of different women, all shapes and colors and sizes, and this mural embodied empowerment. It really was that moment that I had this overwhelming sense of peace, that I was right where I needed to be. Let's fast forward a few months later, where I would actually meet Guadalupe. In fact, Guadalupe grew up in the house next to the one I live in. And I would come to find out that that mural was actually a piece of Guadalupe's work. So when I had my dream about Celebrate, I woke up and I knew that the images on the pages were Guadalupe's. And these past few months of working on this book were not easy. Life has pulled both of us in so many directions. What has been easy was trusting and believing that Guadalupe and I share this value for connection and vision for Celebrate. From the first conversation to when we sat down this past week to record this podcast, there's always been this common thread and desire to pursue connection and unity in our world. Despite any language barrier, belief system, gender, religion, whatever, at the end of the day, we're all connected. And although sometimes that's tough, connection really is a gift. Okay, let's talk about Celebrate. Okay. <laughs> because we just, it's it's pretty much print ready at this yeah. point. Um, and yes. I think it will be interesting because I've been talking about Celebrate a ton. So I think it'll be interesting to kind of get your perspective okay. on it. So let's go back. Gosh, that was in June. What? That was in no May. It was May that I had the dream. Oh, okay, okay. And I, I, that was, so it, it was May that we met up because I texted you that next morning and I said, I had this dream. Can you, like, can we talk about it? Oh my God, yeah. 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 So you came over here. I kind of told you, like, hey, I have this idea for this project. You already have the draft. Yeah. Yes, because I had written yeah. it all out that same day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, like, do you remember what your first thought was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited because I think we were with, with my sister, like, having pizza. 
And I told you, like, whenever you have, like, an opportunity for me to work with you, like, let's let's make it happen. So, I don't know what's, like, so exciting to finally having this opportunity with, to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good that you were excited. I don't know if you still feel excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, yes. Of course, yes. I, I want to people to see it. Mm. what's your favorite like what's your favorite aspect of the book I think um, having the opportunity to to add diversity into representation in books mm. because when I grew up I didn't have like many books that I said like oh this character looks like me you know mm-hmm. so like having that opportunity in my hands to try to, I don't know, approach diversity. And I know like we left out so many like types of bodies and ethnicities, but I think like this is like a start for something that maybe later we can try to make more books. I don't know. Yeah, we had a, I think that first, after the first initial, like, hey, I have this dream, here's kind of an outline. It was also a narrowing down of characters because yeah. there were so many mm-hmm. ideas. Um, when you were working on it, was there one of the characters that you felt connected to or that you just really enjoyed? Yeah, I think I've already told you. Nima? Uh-huh. Nima was one of them. Because, I don't know, like, making her... her um, trenzas, I don't know how to say it in English. Her braids. Oh, yeah, her braids. Okay. I don't know, like, that's how I, like, do my hair when I was a kid. Mm. So, I don't know, it was something in her, like, reminds me what was the feeling when you were a kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Mina was actually the first character that you drew yeah because of that reason <laughs> because you attached to the braids yeah type thing. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think that is like a really important point because as kids there is a lot of things that are created that you're supposed to attach to so like mm-hmm. dolls or books or characters on tv shows yeah. and I think for a lot of people they don't connect to something Mm -hmm. right like there's a lot that you're left out on I know for me when I was growing up like um there was these keychains that had your name on them okay (laughs) do you know do you you know what I'm talking about like yeah yeah, and um they no one ever had Cassidy like there's Mm -hmm. nothing there there's not any bracelet that has that name or any like cool whatever yeah nothing had the name and so I think that was also something was like hey can we choose names that are a little bit different for this book right mm-hmm. um and we we get to talk about like the origin of the name mm-hmm. in Shellbrate um which you told me something kind of fascinating about the origin of your name yeah I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> well what is it what is the origin uh Guadalupe mm-hmm Guadalupe, it's a name, f- like, for, um, La Virgen de Guadalupe. It's, like, a, this uh, religious image. So it's important for people that it's Catholic, Catholic, 
Catholicos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so my family grew up in a very religious space. So it was special when you were born in the date of the of that Santo or in the, in my case of La Virgen de Guadalupe. But I really didn't like my name because because of that thing because it wasn't that connected to the religious. Uh, so I didn't like it for a long time, but when I was in La Universidad, like studying arts, um, my ceramic teacher, like she told me that Guadalupe also mean river of wolves, Rio de Lobos, and that it was so powerful and it was like, tenía mucha fuerza ese nombre. So I tried to like make my name mine, like trying to re- resignificar, mm-hmm. like give a new meaning to to this to this name that I didn't like for a long time. So now I embrace it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the the name I like to present to the world, Guadalupe, mm-hmm. Rio de Lobos. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's, it's really interesting to me how there are certain things as children are growing up that we don't like about just ourselves or about our culture or about our families Mm -hmm. that then as adults we realize like are actually really important and Mm -hmm. the power of giving things new meaning and making things purposeful that didn't feel purposeful. Yeah. Because I know my family didn't have like this like mean intent like putting that name to me, but when you grow up like you start like you don't like that stuff and you have to start like owning your identity and your history, and yeah. Mm. What do you feel was the most difficult aspect of creating Celebrate? Mm, working with you <laughs> honestly no no honestly no. <laughs> I think that might be true no 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 I think um as I told you at first like having this responsibility of making a book for kids because I I work with kids um for a long time so I know like they ask everything they saw they see everything like they're constantly like making questions pointing out stuff so i knew i was going to be under those eyes mm. like those eyes that question everything for me it was also like hey how can i communicate and articulate these ideas and this vision i have mm-hmm. for this book to you and also give you total creative liberty like i told you i just want this to be a piece that you're proud of yeah and you went so far beyond anything, honestly, I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. And you somehow understood every single thing that I communicated. Like, what was that experience we like for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I was like not joking like when we said, like we connect. I think like... Siento que a pesar de que existen las fronteras, there's always a person that 
where you connect like maybe now small stuff but that's what make us like get together mm. for example i know how much you love like surfing and the ocean and i love it too maybe i don't surf <laughs> but i connect with that so i think celebrate it's it like reúne un poco de eso ¿no? Mm. So, um, I don't know. I think I already missed my point. <laughs> um, no, I hear your point. Mm -hmm. Of there was just this mutual understanding. Mm -hmm. That honestly, sometimes words, words don't always articulate the things that we mean. Sometimes we need to listen to one another in different ways. Yeah. And that's really what you did. And also, I think... The best way for me to communicate stuff, it's obviously art. Mm. So, I don't know. I always like like to help with that. Like, this is how I can add something to the conversation. Like, this is my language. And it's like visual arts and stuff. So, I don't know. When when I saw your draft and I was... I was already making like some images in my head about what I wanted to to attend with my illustrations mm -hmm. so and also i didn't never like ever 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 had the opportunity to make up an illustration for kids mm -hmm. i mean i did when i was like teaching them mm -hmm. but it was like a quick draw like hey, hey can you draw me a, like i don't know a bunny and i do that, <laughs> that for them but but i know i don't know this was like different Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I think is an important thing. I want people to know that because I don't think if you saw this book, you would think this was your first time illustrating something like this. I mean, it is mm. so beautiful and and layered and purposeful that, that it, it blows my mind. This was like the first time you really created something like this. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to communicate that because... <laughs> There is just some pure, raw talent, <laughs> for sure. But let's talk about let's talk about art for you okay. because you use art in a lot of different ways. Yes. <laughs> um, where Where did that start? Pues desde que era pequeña, bueno, pequeña, since I was small, I I was that kid that always was drawing mm. and in school was drawing on my friend's arms and I don't know so it it was like um always there always there and it also felt right like um yeah I don't know I don't know if like this is the correct words to put it but this feel like my purpose like creating stuff it doesn't matter like the material or the support where I made in like the media because it's always it always felt like right like it also like made me it's like my way to understand this work that's what art meant to me so yeah it has always been there which right now the world is a pretty difficult thing to understand Yeah, it is. And no matter where you're at in the world, mm -hmm. right? I think that there's different things that different people are constantly fighting for and through. Yeah. 
and you're using your art specifically, I think, here in Mexico in a lot of really particular ways. What are you fighting for with your art right now? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I, I understood that art in general like doesn't change a thing. But it helped us to like keep pointing out where the issues are or keep making questions that have to be made. Mm -hmm. Even though like they're like um, uncomfortable, but they have to be, I mean, like we have to keep uh, making some questions. Uh, so with my other work, like my sculptures and drawings and photography, I'm trying to like, <laughs> pointing out the, those problematics like here in Mexico that have to be with labor to with racism uh, I already pronounced it right I think <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> um, and yeah like a lot of issues and social problematics that cross myself my family and, and other people that's what I'm fighting for like keep making questions through art mm -hmm. <clears throat> how have you seen the issue of racism here in mexico Ooh, <laughs> it's it's really tough because i mean i don't know if it, because i like keep um trying to Mantenerme al tanto con información. But it's hard that in a country where most of the people have brown skin, you don't have to see them in spaces that they have to be. Mm. And so that's hard. Like knowing that you, because of the color of your skin, you don't have the opportunity to reach some spaces or opportunities. I mean that that for me is devastating because it's like I don't know that it's it's really a, a hard like conversation for me right now because I'm I'm also like trying to figure out something about my identity and the identity of my family also because we have experimented like racism here in in Ensenada because. I don't know. <laughs> we can cut that there. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's good. I mean, <laughs> I think this is the important conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, I think everyone in our world right now can say, oh, we have this issue with this, or this is a problem, or there's a million, there's a million things people can be fighting for. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's really important to not skip that conversation, right? To really then say yeah. like, hey, by you choosing to use your art, to use your words right now, that's how we're going to begin to see yeah. things shift. Exactly. The, the only thing is that sometimes having that conversation can be painful. Mm. And I think everyone needs like their time to process totally things so i don't i'm not sure i'm there yeah <laughs> so i have to like keep asking questions keep reading keep 
trying to have conversation with people that have been through similar stuff. That makes sense. What would you say is like the biggest question you keep asking yourself or coming back to? Well, like, how would it be if we haven't been like colonial <laughs> conquistados? Perfecto. <laughs> sí. O sea, si no hubiera existido la conquista, ¿qué hubiera sido de, de nosotros? That's what I keep asking. And, I mean, I know that things happen in a different direction, but, yeah, I don't know. It's hard because, you know, like, with colonialism, like, Viene como mucho, pues, tema de genocidio, mm -hmm. genocide, uh, for the native people. And I think, like, right now, it steals, like, these pequeños vestigios de todo eso. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot that's misunderstood, and then there's a lot to process, and then there's a lot that will never make sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, how do we move forward from this point? Recognizing that there's been generations of trauma, mm -hmm. right? For your family, for their for extended yeah. family you don't even know. Mm -hmm. And you're connected to all of that. Yeah. What, when you think about the impact that you want to have in this world. <laughs> okay. What is it? What impact would you want to, would you want on this world through your art, through your story, through the way you care about people? Oh my God, Cassie. <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, I will need a, a week <laughs> to prepare an answer to that because, I mean... Try to be gentle. Try to be more empathetic con yeah with like the rest empathetic of, yeah con con todos um, with the plants also with the animals like try to be. <laughs> respectful like mm. decent and also like um, be tender ternura mm. because mm. that's the way of like resist to the system and I don't know like being soft and being tender it's also and a strength so I know like maybe it doesn't make any sense with <laughs> what I do but with the because I've I'm more than an artist I'm a human being so with every action I do I try to to make this every, what I just said like make sense mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
No, I love that. I, I love that you have this vision for your life that you're creating out of a place of just existing. Like, mm. you're not creating to just make ends meet or to just put more out in the world. Like, you're yeah. creating as a reflection of, I'm alive right now. Mm-hmm. This is my best foot forward to just love people well. Yeah. Because I think, for example, like, making things last and making things, like, fast. And I don't know, that's, like, responding to capitalism. So I don't really like that because, honestly, there's so many crises that it doesn't... Like, nada nos asegura that tomorrow we are going to be here. So, try to do your best while you can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you were to think about the next five years, okay, what is something you're looking forward to most Mm -hmm. about the world right now? Oh my God, Cassie! <laughs> For the third time today. Um, I mean, I know it's good to think about the future, but right now I think it's more important to focus on the present. Mm. Because I mean, that's the way through future. You know, whatever whatever you're doing to today is going to impact um, five years later. <laughs> so. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's going to be my answer to all of your questions. But <laughs> I mean, just good? focus on right now. Mm-hmm. Just focus on today and what you can do today. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's a really great answer. Yeah, because <laughs> during the quarantine, like, what that was one of the questions I was like constantly doing to me like okay if you are not here tomorrow what are you leaving so i also change most of how i make art by trying to make it like more (laughs) eco-friendly because i don't know i was thinking like through that like tomorrow we are not going to be here maybe i don't know who's had the biggest influence on your art during when I was in the university, I knew that what I wanted to talk, what was um, like social problematics. So I think that's what gave me the boost mm-hmm. that <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it at the same time because I, I don't want like these problematics to keep happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, those were the things that, I mean, like, make sense for me to try to, like, make my pieces. Mm-hmm. Try to keep ask, asking questions about that. So, yeah, I don't know, like, politics, economics, so, social problematics. Mm-hmm. But also, right now, like, my, my family history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you think about this book being published, like printed and mm-hmm. out in the world, and you think about the children who get to read it and the adults who get to experience it, like <laughs> I, I, I'm telling people, like, sure, it was written for a certain age group, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I think every single person is going to be enriched when they get this book in their hands. Yeah. What do you hope that somebody experiences when they open this book? The They connect to some character or, or some words because there are like beautiful words that mm-hmm. you've made there. <laughs> Thank you. It was seriously such a gift. Like it was such a gift to get to learn about you and your art through working on this together. Like it was mm-hmm. such a gift to um, even struggle through certain communications, you know, yeah. and to to recognize that, you know, at the end of the day, language language only gets us so far, yeah. <laughs> you know, and sometimes being able to have a common core on what we're connecting about, which for this book, it really was this theme of connection. Mm -hmm. You know, it really was this hope, this vision that we could imagine a world that people care for people. Yeah. And that was really it. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I have that hope too, that anyone who opens it connects to something. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. No, thank you. Gracias a ti. Darling, your jokes, they kill me. I know your jokes, they kill me. I know your jokes, they kill me. Honestly, do, honestly, do, honestly, do. Oh, oh, oh. Why do whales swim in salt water? I don't know. Because pepper water would make them sneeze. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, how do fish get to school? On a whale? On an octopus. Oh my god. <laughs> the other one was cuter. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To the giving gifts, like, share, and subscribe. This show is the shit. Spread some love and joy. Know that you're a gift. If you want to check out Celebrate, you can do that at letscelebrate.com. That's L E T S. Celebrate, S-H-E-L-L-E-B-R-A-T-E dot com. 100% of the profits from the book go to creating opportunities for young people worldwide to identify their gift, navigate how to use their gift, and share their story, which I think is pretty neat. If there is anyone who came to mind while you were listening to Guadalupe's story or anyone you think who would enjoy the book, please do not hesitate to share. (laughs) 